Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Back Better Than Ever. Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so excited to be with you for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about Don't Take the Bait. This is not going to be a lengthy episode today, but I do want to share some things with you that I think will bless your life. As always, this is a teaching podcast, so if you can quickly grab your Bible and something to write with and take some notes, I think this is going to be a blessing to your life. We want to start here in Luke chapter number six and starting at verse number 16. And the word of the Lord reads like this, and Judas, the brother of James and Judas Iscariot, which also was a traitor, verse 17, and he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Verse 18 says, and they were vexed with unclean spirits. I want you to underscore that. They were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed. Now, let's give a quick definition of this word vexed. Maybe you haven't heard it before, but I think it's very important for you to understand where I'm trying to go. This word vexed means to be troubled, worried, annoyed, or irritated. Once again, troubled, worried, annoyed, or irritated. I don't know about you, but that sounds like many people. And to be honest, I've been vexed. I've been troubled, I've been worried, I've been annoyed, I've been irritated. So if you're vexed, no reason to beat yourself up about it because everybody has been vexed every now and again. But we've got to understand that in our world today, both young and old, it seems to be, in my opinion, that there are a lot of vexed people because folks with all kind of mental health issues, because the world, in my opinion, is moving so fast now because people are looking for ways to get ahead. And I would contribute this to social media as well. I mean, there was a time back in the day when I was growing up, you had to wait to get the news cycle. You had to wait at 6 p.m. to hear Walter Cronkite come on and other prognosticators and communicators of the news to come on in the evening and give you the round the world news and then your local news commentators would come on and tell you what was going on in your own backyard but the reality is you had to wait for it now with these phones and tablets you can get bad news coming to you 24 hours a day seven days a week with all these bells and notifications and all of these things that are happening, coming to your phone to vexate your spirit. And that's the bottom line. All of this stuff is coming to us. And we many times have to disconnect ourselves from the world, the media, social media, 
all kind of other news outlets and this notion that we can just sit and listen to this stuff all day, every day and pretend it's not making an impression in our life is simply not true. Right now, even as I speak to you, I have an iPhone watch on. When you think about it, man, I get stuff coming to my watch. Who would have thought of that 30 years ago? So I'm saying all of that to say that we need to be careful about the things that we are allowing in. And in Jesus' day, which in my opinion was not moving as fast as this day in terms of news and different things that are coming to us, these people, their spirits were vexed because of all of this uncleanliness that was going on in the atmosphere. And again, you can't hide in a bubble. You can't hide under a rock. You can't have your head in the sand. We've got to live our life, but we must live our life smarter, better, making sure that we are not connecting ourselves to negative programming. Right now, Many people are suffering from negative programming that they let in. And I'm telling you, man, with this social media, and it's so easy to get sucked in and take the bait. Before you know it, you say, hey, I just want to check my news feed and see what's going on. That minute, two minutes turns into 30 minutes. Now it's 45 minutes. Now it's an hour. Now it's two hours. Now it's three hours that I've been on social media looking at something that I took the bait and it took me down a road I didn't need to go on. And the reality is to thine own self be true. You gotta be disciplined when you are using these tools. I like to call social media a tool and not a toy. When you look at it that way, It'll help you program your mind to think if this is not connecting with my destiny or my purpose, if I'm just on here to just kind of kick it for a few hours, then I'm not going to get much done. But if I'm using it as a tool to help me get some information, to help me get some resources, to connect me with some people that I think I can help or that can help me, I think it's going to help you down the road. But if you don't know who you are, it's that person who says, I'm just going to do this just for a little while. And before you know it, they're in pornography. Before you know it, they're chatting with somebody that they shouldn't be. And your spirit gets vexed. It gets entangled. Soul ties get developed. And so again, I think it's so important that we make sure that we disconnect ourselves as much as possible. Because I'm telling you, this will ruin your life if you're not disciplined. And most people are not disciplined. To be a follower of Christ, I believe the Bible says you got to take up your cross and follow the Lord. So you got to be disciplined. To be a disciple means that you have to do what you don't want to do. And there are many times we don't want to do it. But I'm telling you, it'll save you in the long run and it'll build your character. It'll build your faith. It'll help you do some things that you didn't think you could do because you are disciplined. And again, there's so many gimmicks, so many scams, so many things that people are trying to do to get to you, to get access to you. Everybody should not have access to you. You might want to write that down. Everybody shouldn't have access to you. You got to be tough right in through here if you're going to be successful. And so you got to sometimes just block people, man. You got to sometimes not give your phone number out. You got to sometimes not allow people to connect with you on these platforms because all they're doing is trying to get in and try to help you do something you don't want to do. 
Don't let anybody help you do something that you know is going to destroy your life. And so we've got to be wise in this hour, in this season. And again, in the days of Jesus, he was dealing with people. And the Bible said that he healed them of their diseases and they were vexed. They were worried. They were irritated. They were troubled because these unclean spirits come to trouble us, bring worry they come to agitate their irritants. And before you know it, if you let something get inside of you, it will cause sickness and disease. Sickness and disease just don't show up. It shows up through different mediums and the enemy does not play fair. He does not. So he's not your friend. So don't chummy up with him thinking that y'all just going to hang out. And then when you're going to cut ties and and go in your own direction, that he's just going to let you walk away. No, he's going to do everything possible to keep you connected because Satan's job is to steal, kill, and ultimately destroy. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8. And it says, be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious all the time. For that enemy of yours, you might want to underscore that, for that enemy of yours, the devil roams around like a lion, roaring, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. So check this out. Here's what I want you to know. You and I have an enemy. This notion that everybody is your friend is a liar. But I don't want you to live being suspicious of everybody either. But I also want you to live in wisdom and know and not be foolish you do have an enemy. The Bible says that you have an adversary. You have an enemy. You have the enemy called the devil. And what he wants to do, he's seeking. He's looking for somebody who he can take hold of and devour. But the scripture tells us that we got to be well balanced. We got to be temperate. We got to be soberly minded, vigilant, cautious, careful, not afraid, not scared because we know the Bible didn't give us that kind of spirit, but we need to be aware of our surroundings. Everywhere we go, we need to be aware. Just don't get comfortable in every environment. That's not wisdom. You need to always be aware of who you are around. You need to be sensitive of environments that you are in. And that's one of the things about the Holy Spirit. When you are really dialed in, and tuned into him, he will cause you to be sensitive of places you don't need to be. And when you get that inside feeling from the spirit of God saying, it's time to go, I don't care how comfortable you are, you need to get up and go. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is there to save your life. Now, the enemy has a strategy by which he wants to trap you and derail you of your progress. Catch this, whether you are saved or unsaved, the enemy is tormenting the minds of people. Think about people that go into restaurants and you sitting down with your family and then all of a sudden somebody comes in there and they make a disturbance. I mean, you've read in the paper, you've seen it in the news where a family was just going in to have something to eat and a gunman goes in there and he shoots up the whole establishment. What is going through that individual's mind? I mean, what leads them down that path? They're being tormented. People are being tormented 
every day of their lives. People are going into establishments, shooting up the post office, FedEx buildings, UPS. I mean, all kind of places where people congregate and gather, sports arenas. Everywhere where people are, the enemy is looking for an opportunity to wreak havoc. The devil will kill his own children. Think about that. He don't care anything about his own. So we have to understand and know and be dialed into the spirit of God. So when it's time again to get up out of certain atmospheres and situations, we say, hey, man, it's time to go. I got to go. I'll see you later. You did nothing wrong. But again, you got to be strong and brave to do that because many people are too comfortable in their own situation. And by the grace of God, he has spared my life. He has spared your life. But let's be wise moving forward because we know that the enemy has a strategy. And statistics say that one million people commit suicide a year. That's a lot of people. And I was just thinking of things that I've read in the paper and stuff that I've read on the internet. I'm always thinking about what were they thinking in that moment? Because watch this, the enemy can strategize such a way in your mind where he can talk you into thinking that you have no value in your life and your situation is so hopeless and dark that the only way you can escape is to kill your own self. And if you are listening to me right now, you are having bouts with suicide. I'm praying for you and I want you to know that your life matters. And I want you to think of it like this. Would the devil be trying to tempt you to kill yourself if he didn't think you were somebody. He wouldn't be knocking on your door, filling your heart and your mind with all kind of negativity about you if he didn't think you were valuable. Think about that. He would knock on somebody else's door. He would tempt somebody else. But because he's bothering you ought to be a sign that God is doing something in your life. And I'm telling you, don't take the bait. I'm going to say it to you again. Don't take the bait. Your life is valuable. I know things are not right at this moment. I know that there are things in your life that you wish was better, but I want you to hold on because God is trying to teach you something through a dark place. He's trying to help you to understand that I am with you, that you're going to make it through this. God doesn't offer bad times, but he'll use a bad time. He'll use a bad situation to help you to see what you have inside of you, that intestinal fortitude called faith that is inside of you. And I'm praying for you right now or people that you're connected with, that you know are dealing with a bout of suicide or being vexed in their heart. Send them this podcast so that they can understand that the enemy is trying them because they're going somewhere. He's testing them because they got something great inside of them. And if they can hold on, if you can hold on and let God encourage your heart, you're going to see something powerful and profound happen for you. Notice what John chapter 10 verse 10 says. It says, the thief cometh, but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. But notice what Jesus said. He said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The enemy is bringing warfare in the mind. Every time somebody gets discouraged, it starts there. Every time somebody gets strong, it starts in the mind. 
Everywhere the enemy wants to destroy your life, he wants to get into your mind and plant a negative seed. But you've got to do something about it. Cast down those bad thoughts. You have to be vigilant. You've got a war with the enemy. You just can't let him plant seeds of doubt and negativity and depression and anxiety and worry and fear and think it's just going to go away. It doesn't. He will continue. He's not going to stop. But I'm praying today that you will fight back and you can with the word of God. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. I just said it to you. I'm going to say it to you again. Casting down imaginations, things that we're imagining about how bad our life is, how awful it is. We have no friends, no family, nobody that loves us. We got to cast down those images, those negative thought patterns and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity everything thought to the obedience of Christ. We got to bring those negative thoughts into captivity, bring it into jail and lock it up and say, you're not coming out. I'm not going to let you ruin my life. I'm not going to let you talk me out of what God is doing for me. I'm not going to allow you to worry me with depression and things that are going on that are really none of my business. No, look at this wise and with wisdom and understand, beloved, that it's going to take for you to be active in your own deliverance. Anybody that's trying to get free, you got to be active in your own deliverance because God is partnering with you to bring you to that expected end. When I think about this, I think about Osama bin Laden, who was at one time the number one terrorist in the world, and the U.S. couldn't find this guy for 13 years. They had a $25 million bounty on his head, and the airlines added another $2 million. That's $27 million to find this guy. But watch this. He made a mistake and that's how they found him. He used his cell phone after 13 years and they picked up on his signal. They sent the number one team at that time and that was the U.S. Navy SEAL. Catch this. They called bin Laden an HVT. That means a high value target. You are a high value target because the enemy is looking to take you out and the devil won't stop until he takes you out. But I got good news for you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, it didn't work out for Bin Laden, but it will work out for you. Now, the thought that comes into your mind when you don't deal with it, it's almost like fishing. Let me explain it to you. When I was a kid, they used to give us kids fishing poles on the last day of school. And we would go to these fishing holes in different places in the city. And we would do a little fishing. And the right pole that was catching the right fish, that's the one that we would use for that day. The devil is always casting. He's always fishing. He's always searching. He's always using a thought to see if you will take the bait. He's fishing for the right thought. He's fishing for the right avenue, the right timing, the right season. With the enemy, is all. it always has to be right for him because we give him clues and certain things that we get involved in that we don't know is helping him to trap us. It is easier to catch the thought many times than it is to release it. 
You can catch a thought everywhere, but it's difficult when that thought begins to become a part of you and you nurse it, you water it, you think it over and over and over again, then it becomes a part of your subconscious. And now before you know it, your life is on program, it's on repeat, and you continue to do the things that you don't want to do. And I want to say this to you another way. You got to start thinking about what you're thinking about. If you're thinking about something negative, you got to do something with that negative thought or it's going to turn into another negative thought and then another negative thought. We have to have the kind of husband. We've got to have the kind of intestinal fortitude to go after the enemy the way he's trying to go after us. And if we do, we'll know and we'll feel and we'll have this sensation of the the anointing, the Holy Ghost inside of us where we're pursuing the enemy. We got we're chasing after him. We're running him out of town. We're running him out of our mind. We're running him out of our family. Don't let the enemy run you down. You run him down. Let me give you a word on this in Ephesians chapter six, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong. There it is in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Here's the last thing I want to tell you. I want to define this word, wiles of the devil. This means a road well traveled. In other words, once you take the thought, the enemy has more thoughts and he uses that to get access in your life. He takes your own negative thoughts that he's planted or through programming or through the things that you are around and he uses that to get more access in your life. So when you take a thought, you give the enemy access to build roads, bridges, freeways, toll roads to run rampant in your life. Isn't that something? That we give the enemy access because we were too lazy to do something with that negative thought. But here's what I want to encourage you. When you are in that space, when you are in that place where you feel too weak that you like, Lord, I don't know what to do. It's something about the spirit of God inside of us that we can pray in the spirit. And I don't have time to go into this, but I'm telling you, I know that I've had times in my life where I was down and verbally, I could not articulate or put the sentences together. But when I pray in the Holy Ghost, it's something in my prayer language that builds me up and it can route the enemy out because I'm praying a mystery that the enemy don't know what I'm talking about. It's my secret weapon and others in the faith that know the power of this. And I want to invite you to be filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Don't knock it until you try it. And again, this show is not about that, but I want you to do your own research and study about it. And maybe I'll come on and do a show about it, but I'm telling you it has saved my life in times where I could not formulate the words, articulate the vernacular to pull me out. But when I pray in the spirit with groanings and utterance and different things that the spirit of God is flowing out of me, it's like a well that flows up out of me. And I'm telling you, it can drown the enemy. And so we've got to be very vigilant in this matter. But the reality is many people are not. And so they say, hey, you know, I'm going to pick up this cell phone. And I'm going to call this person after being delivered for a few years, thinking that I, I'm able to just disconnect the relationship, just like Osama bin Laden did. He picked up the phone 
after 13 years thinking that it would be the last time and they got him. Many other people say, I'll take a drink one last time. They got hooked. I'll call him or her one last time and they got hooked. I'll watch this TV show that got me hooked on pornography thinking that I won't walk away and I took the bait. I'll smoke this joint one last time thinking that I can walk away but I took the bait and it got me. And the last time was that time that you gave the enemy access to travel back and forth in your life. He comes in, he goes out, he brings more poison back across that toll road and he goes back out. He travels in and he travels out of our mind, out of our thought. But I want you to cut the enemy out of your thought process today and say, I'm not gonna take the bait any longer. I'm not going to do what I used to do. I'm going to make sure that my thoughts are pure. My thoughts are positive. I'm going to engage with my thoughts. Things that I know that are negative, I'm just not going to rest. I'm going to do what the word said. I'm going to cast that vain imagination down. I'm going to pull that thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and I'm going to live free every day. I want to encourage you, don't take the bait. You're better than that. Be smart. Be wise. Ask the spirit of God to give you wisdom. He said he'll give it to you liberally without reproach. Whatever you need, God's got it for you. But we got to learn how to practice every day. Be disciplined. Be the disciple you're supposed to be. And when you do on a day-to-day -day basis, you won't take the bait. But that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray these few moments in time encouraged you. Something that I said gave you some information, some truth, something woke you up in what I said today is my prayer. If so, send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Go to my website, www thomasadeloach.com. If this show was a blessing to you, scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen and you will see a donation tab. Click that tab there and put a dollar amount in there. No dollar amount is too big or too small. That will further me being able to come to empower you. That is my prayer today. All right, I'm praying for you. Don't take the bait. This is going to be a great week for you. And until next time, peace to the family. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Dot com. Until next time, be, be empowered. empowered.